Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. So my very special guest today is no stranger to this podcast. A matter of fact, you've heard her amazing voice on this podcast time and time again. But today, instead of a collaboration, she is actually my special guest. And I'm excited for you all to get to know her and to hear her personal journey. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Lisa Gant is a writer, book editor, entrepreneur, and host of Purpose Without Apology, a faith-based podcast that teaches women to think outside the box about their God-given purpose. She is also a devoted wife and mom and has followed Christ for most of her life. She lives her life based on Micah 6, 8, which says to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Ladies, help me welcome Lisa Gant to Being Eve. Lisa, welcome to Being Eve. Thank you so much, Casey, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! I'm so excited too. And I say that for every episode, but I am really <laughs> excited. <laughs> I just live in excitement for all things being even. I'm so happy to have you join me. Lisa has been on my podcast as a collaborator many, many times, but to have you all to myself is just I, puts my joy on a whole other level. So I'm excited to have you. So, <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. I really am. I'm oh, excited. You're welcome. You're welcome. So I've already formally read your bio to the audience, but now I want you to take the time to let the ladies know who you are. Who is Lisa? Okay. So, um, well, I think I, you know, first of all, First and foremost, um, you know, I'm, I'm a child of God, um, you know, I'm a daughter of the king. Right. Um, and I am a wife of 15 years um, to my wonderful husband, mm. um, mother of two amazing, awesome kids. Uh, I am a writer, uh, a book editor, um, and I'm host of the podcast uh, Purpose Without Apology, uh, which is a faith based podcast um, that's really geared to take women to the next level in their relationship with God. Um, and so I, I love to speak truth from God's word and really challenge women um, to, you know, increase their intimacy intimacy with God and really become more of who he's calling them to be. Um, and I also consider myself uh, a builder and an overcomer. Um, mm. I lived with, you know, 15 years of depression and just battling that. And, um, you know, praise God, the Lord brought me out of that. Um, and, you know, really got me to a place of being healed and whole and um, just walking in, um, you know, strength and in, in purpose. 
Um, and, you know, as I said, a builder, I really believe in, um, you know, building the kingdom of God, um, building wealth, uh, just building up people through encouragement. Um, I consider myself a really um, strong exhorter and an encourager of women. And, um, you know, I just I am here to leave an impact, you know, and to leave the world better than uh, I found it. And, you know, I'm looking constantly looking for ways to do that um, as God reveals them to me. And um, so I, I'm I'm grateful for where he's brought me from. And I'm excited about the future. Amen. I love that. I love that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa, but you grew up in the faith, correct? I did. Yes. I came to know the Lord when I was young, probably around five or six. And um, I had, you know, my parents, um, they loved the Lord and they raised me up in the things of God. I grew up in the church and um, with all that comes with that, right? Um, Right. Because, you know, there's, uh, I think that there's a lot of blessing being, um, in the church and being raised with, um, you know, the Christian faith and, and knowing who God is at a young age. Um, but you know, there's also some challenges that can come with that as well. I think one of the, uh, biggest things that I had to work through was, you know, that for a long time, Jesus was my parents, Jesus, he wasn't my Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just took him on. I think a lot of people who grew up in church kind of have to deal with that struggle. Right. Of, you know, you you grow up and you kind of accept Jesus as as because your parents tell you to. And because that's what, you know, you you know. Uh, And so it took a long time. You know, I was really grown and and even had, you know, my children and, and, you know, was married for many years before God became my God you know, became personal to me. Right. Um, And there's nothing like that. When you have that encounter with God and he becomes real to you and you have him for yourself, no one can take away that testimony. It's a different level of real when you know him for yourself and he's not just someone you've heard about. He's not just the, it's not just the Bible you've heard about, but when you know and you've experienced him walking you through something, especially when it's something hard, you know, and you ain't got nobody but you and Jesus, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just something different, you know. My voice—I feel like my voice is changing as I'm talking about it because it's just—it's—it's it's different when you know Him for yourself and when you've walked through something with Him. I love that you shared that, um, particularly because, as you know, uh, a woman growing up in the faith, especially if you grew up with your parents who are strongly faith believers you do get caught up in the whole church walk thing where it does in fact become a religious experience rather than a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. I grew up in that as well, but on the other side, it was the Catholic faith. Okay. And it's so interesting that um, although it was the Catholic faith, my mother and father exhibited behaviors that were Christ-like. And so because of their behaviors on my own journey, I was able, when Christ revealed himself to me in form of relationship, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. able to recognize who he was because I saw him in the walk of my parents on their everyday lives, on how they treated people, on how they loved on the least fortunate And so it's important for your children to have their own walk, but it's also important as parents to exhibit that Christ-like behavior because when they grow up, right, and their their own road 
of Damascus experience and they have that encounter, they're going to know him far easier because mm-hmm. they've seen him in your life, in the way that you walked, in the way that you talked, in the way that you interacted with your spouse, in the way that you handle things more than they would someone who had no interaction with Christ ever, right? Don't know who he is, never saw him in anyone. And then to have that Damascus experience, like, who are you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way before, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it, that it's like, you've laid the foundation, yes. right? Thankful, you know, that I have the chance to do that for my children now. Right. Right. Um, and you as well. Right. You yes. lay that foundation and it's solid, right? Jesus talks about whoever hears these words of mine and obeys them and does what I say is like the one who builds their house on the rock. Amen. And so they have that foundation that's already there. And then when they come to know Jesus for themselves, it's it's they're building on it and it just gets more solid and more secure. So, I, yeah, I, that's there's a lot of truth in that. But I specifically pointed that out in regards to the fact that you were raised in the faith because you talked about battling with depression. Mm-hmm. And um, so often as believers, you would never think, can a Christian battle depression? Yeah. Right? So talk to the audience about that because that is such a hot topic for Mm. us who are in the faith. Two things, depression and anxiety. Yes. And most of the time, people don't know how to combat that thing because we're often told, well, just pray about it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So explain your experience on how you battled with the with depression and how you were able to overcome. Sure. So I do think that there is that struggle with believers um, with dealing with depression and anxiety because we're kind of not maybe directly, but there's kind of this implication that Christians shouldn't be depressed because mm-hmm. we have Jesus, right? right? We have God. We we have this relationship, and so why should you be depressed? You should be joyful all the time. Right. Right. Um, but it's, it's not always that simple. Right. I mean, as, as yes, we do have the Holy spirit living in us. Yes. We do have a relationship with God, but we're still, we still have that sin nature. We still are human. We still have these struggles. And, and if we look at the Bible, Jesus even told us that we would have struggles, that Mm. it wasn't going to go away just because we come to know him as Lord and as savior. Right. He said, you'll have troubles of all kinds. Right. Right. Um, And he said, you know, if we if we are to follow him, that we have to take up our cross and follow him. So Jesus let us know from the jump that this was going to be a hard walk. Mm. Um, And so we really shouldn't be surprised when we have to deal with these struggles and these difficulties in our lives um, because he told us it was coming. And so I think, you know, when it comes to how we deal with it or how I dealt with it anyway, I did have to work through Um, feeling like I was a bad Christian because I had these depressed feelings. I had this anxiety. I had these issues. And and so there was a a period where I did blame myself. Um, I started Mm. struggling with depression really in high school, probably my my mid to late teens. Um, And it continued through my 20s and even, you know, almost into my early 30s. Um, on and off, right? Just feeling like I overcame it and then something would trigger it again. Um, And so it was, and I kept battling this feeling of failure. You know, I think the enemy really uses that, uses things like depression and, and, 
and anxiety to make us feel like it's our fault, like we somehow caused it, um, rather than recognizing that, you know, we live in a fallen world and it's just one of those things that can happen when, you know, in the world that we're a part of, right? There's all kinds of things that can cause it. And I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but um, it's not as simple as you're a Christian, you're not, you can't be depressed. Um, And so I think a lot of times, uh, for me anyway, what I had to really recognize is that when I accepted the love of God for myself and really came to understand that God was not blaming me, that he wasn't angry at me, you know, and, and getting rooted in my identity in God um, really made a difference for me also. And just having women walk with me through that, you Mm -hmm. know, women of God who loved the Lord, who um, prayed for me and who were able to kind of support me and recognize that this was a journey and that it's not something where you, there's a magic pill that fixes it and makes everything better. I don't know. I think faith is kind of, uh, you know, being a Christian, it's, it's something that helps us walk through life and, and helps us to cope with life and gives us strength as we're processing these things that are happening. Um, but it doesn't take them away. It doesn't take the, the struggle away. Um, it, it just, it gives us strength as we go through it. And it helps us to, our relationship with God helps us to, and to be empowered as we walk through it. Right. And it gives us peace in it. One of the things that uh, stood out to me as you were speaking, right, is the blame. Mm. The blame and the shame of it all, of being a Christian, but yet battling with um, depression or anxiety is you felt that you you were doing something wrong. Yes. And um, I just wanted to highlight when you were talking, immediately it reminded me of when Jesus was being tempted by the devil. Mm. And after his temptation, the Bible says that the enemy left him, the devil left him for an opportune time, right? And the word opportune, right? Opportunity. He waited for another time to come back and tempt him again. So that means that he did not stop tempting Jesus throughout his time here on earth. And I see that with, it just popped out to me for for some reason in regards to depression. Mm. Like it just comes out during these most opportune times. Yes. Whether there's a trigger or something that manifests that uh, makes you feel a certain way. I don't battle it with it where it's clinical depression because I know there's a difference, right, between clinical depression and just depression. I don't know. They may be. uh, But um, I find that when I do experience it, I just allow it to be. But at the same time, I draw closer to Christ through it. Knowing that is something that I can't do on my, I can't overcome on my own. I'm like, father, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel good. My mind is all over a place. And that's when I draw closer to him in that period. And then I find my way through it. Is that, is that something that you experience as well? What is your experience within how you make it through? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, drawing closer to God is definitely a huge part of, of okay. and, and for me, it, it was, um, but not in the beginning, mm. um, in the beginning, when it was, when I was really in the darkest parts, 
I mean, just being all the way real, the, I, I had thoughts of suicide. Like I just mm. was not seeing a purpose or reason to live. And, and it was, it got that dark, you know? And so I didn't have the strength to pray in those moments other right. than to say, God, help me. I can't do this, <laughs> you right. know, which is a prayer, right? Sometimes that's all you can pray. Um, but, you know, it, it's for, it was a process. And that's why I say having those, those godly women, the Lord brought women of God around me who mm. were able to kind of carry me and, and lift me up during those times when I couldn't carry myself. Uh, and that's why the church is so important. Um, yes. You know, and, and why I'm so passionate about um, being in community um, because that was really what made a huge difference for me in the beginning um, because I didn't have a strong relationship with God at that time. Mm. I couldn't, you know, be in my Bible every day. I, I could barely get out of bed, you know, but I had those sisters who would call me and check on me and say, Hey, we missed you at church this week. We missed you at Bible study. Are you doing okay? Do you need mm. us to bring you a meal? You know, do you need us to watch your kids for a little while? Like, just things like that of just walking me through and, and just showing me the love of God. Um, and I also want to make this clear too. I went to therapy multiple times mm -hmm. and I really feel strongly about that as well. As far as, you know, we talked earlier about um, sometimes Christians feeling like, you know, uh, that you just need to pray and right. that's all you need. Right. Um, but for me, it was several different things that um, kind of came together at different times that helped me through it. So it was prayer. It was therapy. You know, I was on medication at one point, right? Mm -hmm. It was a lot of different things. And then as I slowly kind of the Lord slowly started bringing me out of the darkest periods of the despair and depression, then I was able to start incorporating other healthy habits, mm -hmm. like eating better and exercising and, you know, having stronger friendships and it started to all it was like building on top of itself right um and so it was a process it wasn't something where I can look at a certain day and say okay on day 75 everything was all better <laughs> you know right. um and and it's a process where sometimes I took a few steps forward and then took some steps back um and it wasn't necessarily a straight journey you know um and so I think that that's, that's part of the process too. And, and being, I can be honest about that now and recognize that that's how it is sometimes. And it's okay if your journey is not a straight shot, you know, right. it's okay if, if you're, sometimes you take a step back and then you get up and the Lord helps you to take another step forward. Um, sometimes we get into trouble with, with feeling like, oh, I failed. Oh, I should have, you know, been able to, to keep making good choices you know, throughout, right. um, and, and, and keep, you know, doing the right things, quote unquote, right throughout. But sometimes you take those steps back. Sometimes you have those moments of, you know, questioning and, and feeling like, what is the point? Am I able to, to really overcome this? And it's just a process. You, sometimes your, your accomplishment is just having the strength to keep going another day. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. You know, you shared something, well, you shared a lot <laughs> that has <laughs> blessed me already, but the support system mm -hmm. is so important. And that's why the body of Christ is so important, right? Um, having yes. those sisters around you that were not judgmental, right? That didn't, mm -hmm. um, that spoke with you in love, 
you know, did they come over and like smack your head every night with uh, anointing oil, you know, (laughs) (laughs) cleaning the blood and praying over you? No, but just being there and being, giving that practical support and assistance because deliverance is big for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, a part of, should be a part of every believer's life every I single agree. day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes uh, the church has made deliverance be about, you know, the oil and the rolling on the floor and, you know, the speaking in tongues. And yes, that's a part of it, but there's also <laughs> deliverance <laughs> where it is a process. Yes. It is um, literally walking with the Lord. It is working your salvation out with fear and trembling. It is, you know, doing these practical things, going to see a therapist mm-hmm. also, you know, all these different steps that is really just about you and your relationship with the father, because everyone's deliverance experience is going to be different, especially based upon your purpose and what have God had called you to do and all that good stuff and the ministry that he's put you in. So all of these factors and everything that you shared, it just blessed me because it is a different experience to what some others may have experienced. And we need to hear everyone's experience. And that's why testimony is so important. Yes. Because we think that it's supposed to happen only one way. Like, Lord, why am I battling with this? It should be instant, right? (laughs) The Bible says Mm -hmm. that, you know, the blood of Jesus is powerful and he suffered and died on the cross for us so that we may have life and have life more abundantly. But this doesn't feel like the abundant life. Right. So why is it not (laughs) happening as instantly as it should? You know, I'm pleading the blood every day, Lord. I'm doing what I thought I should be doing. And this is just a wonderful testimony of how it is a process, ladies. And certain things, Yes, it will happen instantly. There is going to be deliverance that may, you know, happen at this at just the, the pleading of the blood. But there are mm-hmm. some deliverances that it takes time. And Jesus even said it to the uh, apostles at one point when there was a, I think it was a young man who was suffering with demonic and mm-hmm. they couldn't cast it out. And then they asked Jesus, well, why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said, this kind can only be taken out by fasting yep. and praying. So there's so many different types of deliverance, right? And we have to be aware of that as a body, as a church, as sisters in Christ doing this thing together, that support is important. Just being there and allowing God to tell you what to do, how to help your sister, how to encourage, how to fellowship with someone who may be battling something in a particular point in their lives. Because every day, whoo, we're battling something. <laughs> okay. Amen. <laughs> We're battling something. So thank yes. you so much for sharing that. But one of the key things that stood out to me in your questionnaire is when you were battling with depression, you had a broken view of God. Mm. Explain that. Yes. So um, I think, I think a lot of us come up with our own view of God before mm-hmm. we really know who he is. Um, and it can be based on a lot of different things, right? We talked about how um, your parents can, you know, model um, who God is through their behavior and how they treat you and how they treat other people, right? Um, Some people, you know, if they have a negative experience, that can model God for them, right? Mm. In in a negative way, right? Right. You might see God as being, um, you know, condemning or um, cruel or or harsh or or all kinds of different things, right? Mm -hmm. 
it could also just be things that you've been through in your life that that make you feel kind of cynical about who God is and about his love for you. Um, For me, it was just, I think it might have developed a little bit out of my personality. Um, I, I was a perfectionist. Um, growing up and and I kind of thought that God was always mad at me about something (laughs) and I thought that um, you know I had kind of this view of him being you know condemning and and not approving of me and that I had to somehow prove myself Mm. Um, and so that really factored into uh, my experience with depression too because every time I had a depressive episode it just felt like another failure I'm letting God down again. Mm. Oh, he's mad at me again. He, the, I'm going through this because he's mad at me. I caused, again, the, with the shame and the blame, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to get really rooted in my identity and God. And, and part of that came through studying the word and really recognizing how God sees us and how he loves us so thoroughly and completely just as we are and that we don't have to earn that love. Right. Um, and so, you know, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And I think I was really operating from a place of fear for such a long time mm. that everything I was doing was wrong and that he was somehow going to reject me because of that. And as I learned the word and as I spent time with these women who loved me and showed me the love of God, all of these different things we've talked about, I started realizing that, um, I didn't have to prove myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to fix myself and I didn't have to heal myself. Mm -hmm. Right. I I got into this thing of striving, of feeling like I have to work harder to fix it. And when I, the, the irony is once I stopped striving, that's when the healing started because I was able to just sit and rest in the presence of God and, and, and really receive his love for me. Um, and, and that's when I started to kind of break out of the depression, um, was when I really accepted his love for myself with no strings attached. Whew. That is so, 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 so good because a lot of our battles, we get battle fatigue, yes. right? You've been fighting this certain thing for such a long time. And it just boils down sometimes to just surrender, mm-hmm. right? Surrendering yes. that very thing to God where he, the Bible says that cast all of your cares and your burdens, right? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But yet we, we sometimes we hold on to that bad boy for dear life. Yes, we do. And we're like, no, but I can do it. <laughs> I can take <laughs> care of it. And it's like, no, he paid the ultimate price. Yes. So that he can do it. And so that he can take care of it. And when you shared that, it was almost like I saw the physical load just being taken off. Mm. Right? Because it's almost, it is a physical load. It's not even almost. It is a load. It's a heavy burden. Yes. When you can't be yourself, right? When you're dealing with this this thing called depression or anxiety that really is stealing, killing, and destroying your joy, mm-hmm. your ability to be who God called you to be. Oh, wow. That is so good. And ladies, I hope that you grab that. Just when it started getting good, here we are with the break. Ladies, we'll be right back after this quick message. 
So that concludes part one of my conversation with the amazing Lisa Gantz. Make sure you all come right back here this upcoming Thursday for part two as we conclude this series. Ladies, I hope to see you all then. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.